Hello and welcome to Ecotimes.tv magazine podcast. Today we've got two special guests, Dave uh, Buchanan, which is an amazing name by the way, Dave, and uh, Laura Davis, and they are from www.earthship.es. Um, guys, are you there? Yeah, we're here. Hi. Hi. Great stuff, great stuff. I'm your host, Alex Strong. And um, so, um, Laura, if you can start, so um, if you could tell us a brief kind of overview of your journey and um, how you kind of decided to, to build your own eco-house. Yeah, okay. Well, we, um, about 12 and a half years ago, we decided that, well, longer than that, we, decided, we moved to Spain and... Um, uh, bought a, an old cortijo which we renovated ourselves um, and uh, it's a beautiful house but it's next to a country road so uh, we we love cats and uh, cats and roads don't mix so we decided after a few years that we wanted to move um, and also that we wanted to build an eco house so we wanted to buy a plot of land and have an eco house built. Um, so I started doing research on the internet to look for architect, eco architects that we could contact, uh, you know, to get something moving. Um, and I came across Earthships and was just blown away by the thoughts. Well, first of all, by the beautiful handmade quality of them, mm. um, and also the actual thought that we could build it ourselves. Uh, yeah. You know, so. We um, we then um, got some land. We bought yeah, sorry. <laughs> we bought the books. We <laughs> we bought the books first, actually, because yeah. we wanted to read through and just you know just get to know them and and sort of see whether we felt comfortable with doing it. Um, and the books go through what sort of what you have to look for in a piece of land. So yeah, uh, we decided that we could go ahead, you know, and and build a one. So. We wrote a list what we needed in a in a piece of land. Started looking on the internet within a forty minute radius of our other house. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, we again we went onto the internet and uh, started. We found we found one piece that we were really interested in. So contacted the estate agent, um, and she had another couple of pieces of land that she wanted us to look at. So. Um, this was actually the third one that we came out to look at on that day, and it was just perfect. So uh, within a month, we bought it, <laughs> and uh, the rest, they say, is history. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's amazing. And sorry, um, so for people um, out there thinking about um, buying uh, buying a piece of land in Spain to, to build an eco-home, um, what do they need to be aware of in terms of kind of permissions and stuff? And two, um, what would be a kind of rough estimate for a kind of, uh, a, you know, an okay plot near near uh, civilization? Um, oh, it's, it's a, that's a really hard question. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so. the, um, the, the cost of the price of land depends on whether it's got utilities to it, so water and electricity. Um, and also there are different sort of um, types of land. There are, you know, um, there's agricultural, agricultural with living, there's 
pastor, pastoral land which you're not allowed to build. So there's all the, and then also there's land that has actually got permission to build on it, which is going to oh, be cool. expensive. Uh, quite expensive. Yeah. yeah. So we bought this piece of land which was agricultural, and cool. we went through the process of changing that. Uh, it was agricultural and it didn't have any you know no water or electricity to it no yeah. not no well or anything like that um so but actually <laughs> we did at the time that we bought prices were quite high so we did sort of pay you know a, not a huge amount but we did buy it at a premium you know at, at a time when the market was quite high on yeah. costs yeah. so <clears throat> probably now the market's gone down a bit you could pick up a piece of land you know for a lot less than we did no um, but then also the planning laws have been tightened up and you know i don't know if you know much about what's been going on in spain with a lot I, of illegal builds yeah I, I i remember there was at one point with the land grabs um you know so people you know expats and stuff were building and or they had their homes and then suddenly um people were grabbing that land back um being native spanish yeah. or that was something that was happening up in uh, Valencia province, right. I think. But then, yeah, in in Andalusia, there's been a lot of um, the market just went wild uh, about in 2006, 2005, 2006, and there was a massive building, and <laughs> most of it is illegal. Um, and the hunter of Andalusia are now beginning to knock some of the houses down that are illegal. So the it's taken, you know, a lot out of the market here because people are worried about buying, uh, yeah. obviously buying houses and things. So, uh, and also at the same time, the, the laws have been tightened up, um, right. whether they're applied. Okay. So... Um, so when we what, bought... Oh, yeah, go for it. Sorry, sorry, carry on. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, you, I think you're about to go into kind of permissions and, and stuff you need to build an eco-house. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we bought, the, the, this, uh, the land we bought was agricultural land. So we had to go through the... Um, to begin with, we asked if we could... We went to see the town planner. I've actually written all this down um, in a little PDF that I put up on our website as well. So if oh, people great. need it, they can go and get it from our website. I'm, so, I'm just updating it at the moment as well to bring us up to uh, November now. But anyway, we went to see the town planner and told him what we were wanting to build and he was sort of not not too not too keen to get involved in it <laughs> at the time right so, so, and he said oh well you'd have to you know you'd have to go through all the permissions it could take two or three years for you to get permission to start to build so huh. well, we said to him what can we do then you know to get to just get something built, you know, just a little one, just to try test it out. And yeah, yeah. So he sort of recommended that we build what's called a navi in Spain, which is an agricultural building. So, uh, and there are limits on the amount of square meterage you can build uh, on agricultural land as an agricultural building. Ours was 35 square meters. So we thought, well, that's enough, you know, yeah. to get going on. So, uh, we put in for the 
permission on that, which was a really, really basic, you know, couple of sheets of A4 paper. Um, and that had to go off to the environment agency to make sure that we weren't building on protected land. And, and so mm. it got a bit lost. <laughs> um, I, really? You have, to, you have to keep chasing this, these things. I and can imagine, it took, yeah. Um, it sort of it all went quiet for months so dave was chasing it and chasing it and mm. eventually we found out that the environment agency had lost it so it all had to be resent classic so long story short it took us about a year to get that permission right. through so we got it so we started building the uh, the main so which is the main um, hut area of the actual earthship, you know, the main tyre area. Um, and then we got all excited that we'd got the permission. So we decided then to put in the, the planning, uh, you know, for planning for the uh, greenhouse part of it, which is, you know, the front bit with all the glass on it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so again, a couple of sheets of A4, just sort of listing out <laughs> what materials we're going to use and roughly yeah. how much it was going to cost. Because you have to pay... Uh, you have to pay a tax on the the cost of the build. Oh right. So, which is why you have to list out the materials and roughly how much you think it's going to cost. So. So can um, you can you kind of um, aim low and it costs a lower tax? Is that how it works? Or? Well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? But yeah. we did we did encounter this in that because a lot of the materials are you know reclaimed, so there's not mm. a lot of cost in it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we put this in to the planner and he said, no, 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 there's a minimum amount, you know, because <laughs> otherwise... <laughs> I'm feeling the shakedown here. There's a lot of corruption in Spain and a lot yeah. of people try and cheat systems. So um, they have this minimum amount. So we argued it a little bit. We said, oh, you know, come on, we're, we're building an eco-friendly house. So mm. he... He let it go through, you know, sort of at a reasonable amount, you know, for both of us. So we were it, we were happy with that. Isn't it cheaper just to um, pay him? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's probably what's happened in the past. Yeah, yeah. But we were really, I mean, yeah, it probably it may have been, but it. Um, it, it probably would have, really, uh, really would have taken a week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, actually, the. The, the planning permission for the greenhouse part of it did actually take a week. Right. I mean, we were really shocked. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, you know, we put it through and, and all of a sudden it came came through in a week and, yeah, we'd got the permission. I think because it had already been through the environment agency, you know, and they'd already decided that the land was okay to build on. So the rest of it, you know, was, cool. um, yeah, didn't yeah. take long. It was okay. So, um, so yeah, so uh, and then we decided that okay, we were on a roll now. So we wanted to add the round room into it as well. Yep. And uh, we p again put in how much we thought it was going to cost us to build it. Yeah. And that was the proverbial straw. And he said, uh, he said, no, no, you can't now because that would actually take us over. The uh, minute, you know, the maximum amount that you're allowed to build as an agricultural building on this land. Right. So when we we talked it through with him, by this time he'd actually seen what we'd built. That they, they um, you get this little planning, uh, this little plaque that says you're allowed to build, so that if anyone 
you know, if the police come past and they see that someone's building, uh, you got your little plaque. So it's all like legit. <laughs> There's this little plaque that says that, you know, we, we have actually gone to the town hall and, you know, it's not just... You've gone through so, the bureaucracy but, to get it done. <laughs> yeah. But over at our other house, when we were mm. renovating that, we didn't get anything like that. So I think it depends on, you know, the town halls. I think they have slightly different systems. Uh, so yeah. this, um, this town hall that we're in here, he sent round... He sent round the police to photograph what we were doing so that yeah. he could check that what we said we were doing, we were actually doing. So mm. uh, anyway, the next time we went in there after he'd seen the photographs, he was really excited about it and really interested in the project then. And so that was, in a way, starting with the small Navi was really good because yeah. it you know, it gave him the, the opportunity then to see what we were doing. And, mm. you know, and so, and then after that, he, you know, the, the round room, like I said, it, it, it was just too much to have on, you know, he as, as the small. No. So we then talked it through with him and he said, okay, well, now's the time to actually start the pro proper project off and make it into a proper, you know, livable home, you know, not a, not an agricultural building, which is quite a, a – um, um, we started that process, what year was it? 2000 and, 2008. And in ja June this year, we had – 2013. June 2013. We got the building, but in June 2000 and year, we actually got the project of execution approved, which right. is the sort of, and we still need to get the engineer to come in and give the final, final sign off mm. to say that, you know, it's habitable in effect, even though we're living in it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's taken, what, seven, uh, seven and a half years to get the planning permission. So we're okay. glad that we didn't wait that length of time. No. And I would say that to be fair on the Spanish system, it wasn't all it wasn't all the fault of the, you know, the actual the bureaucracy mm. of the Spanish system. It um Is there an express service? To... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think the express service is um, very much the backhander, and yeah. but uh, the imagine. problem with that now is, you know, the. I I think that's why people, you know, did it in, you know, and yeah, why there was so much corruption because if you if you have to go through a system like that, then you know you do think, well, what's the quicker way of doing it? Yeah. Only that now I would I would really say be really careful because houses are actually being knocked down now. So you really do want to do it the proper way. Yeah, my um my uh, a friend of mine he's he's got a business um and he's uh, he's got a a tech company and he's got some people in Vietnam and he had to set up in Vietnam um like all all like um above you know all all kosher kind of thing and he's yeah. with his lawyers and that and um they're like um so uh you know uh, how much is uh, how long is it going to take and they're like oh it's going to take a year 
he's like, well, is there an express service? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, there was, but it was, a, you know, a lot of money, you know, so it's a huge okay. difference. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but you got it in the end. So, um, yeah. And so, uh, I mean, we wanted to make it, we wanted to go through, I mean, at the time that we bought the thing, it was still sort of an option to do it the slightly illegal way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fast track. You know the the express service, as you call it. Yeah. Um, but really wanted to go through the process of um, getting the planning permission and getting the proper permissions. Yeah. Uh, it's the first one that we know of in Spain that's actually got the full planning permission. You know, the full oh, permissions wow. on it. Yeah, yeah. So we we were really keen to do that to sort of open the door for other people, so that it would make it hopefully easier, easier. for other people to yeah to get permission here as well so okay cool um so let's i'm gonna ask dave a question now and in terms of um dave are you there yes i'm here great stuff great stuff so um dave in terms of the actual build can you explain for the listeners out there, you know, who, who want to build their own eco house, what do they need to be aware of in terms of, you know, they have to transport, I'm guessing, a lot of tyres, um, you know, and all the other kind of materials in terms of cost and in terms of time, in terms of maybe manpower. What What's kind of like the overview, Dave, of getting the job done, building your, your earth ship or your eco house? What What's your kind of advice and guidance? Well, the first thing I would say, as with everything, is think how long it's going to take you double it double it and then double it again <laughs> might be about right um right it is it is hard um um getting the stuff on site it's not so difficult because we could fit 18 tires in one in our car so every oh, time wow. we went past the garage yeah. we pick some up and between the two of us we could only fill in seven to ten tires a day depends yeah. how long our day was and we were living off site so yeah it do that's good. All the other stuff um, that we did, all this soil and everything came from the land. The cool. the wooden beams and the wooden things that was delivered once or twice by the local sort of carpenter. Um, so that wasn't too much of a trouble. Uh, it was a lot of um, lots of days on site. Um, uh, we had to drink a lot of wine and a lot of beer to collect the bottles to make the. <laughs> <laughs> to to make what the uh, the bathroom element or did you use um yeah, no. we use yep. well you lose a lot of cans in the walls uh yep. we did have a local garden club that helped us drink the wine we members of the garden club and they helped and collected wine bottles and Beautiful. paper etc um it's a hard slog it's yeah. very enjoyable um one of the things we found that we built the main structure of the walls and then we started putting the roof on and we thought we were nearly finished but right. we were only really a quarter of the way through. Um, we built the roof out of um, wood and we filled it with natural cork, just the bits that are left over after they make all the corks for the wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, instead of having flat panelled uh, insulation, which is really quick to lay, I had to build uh, a sort of um, a box system for it. So that took a lot longer to do. And then there's layers on top. So everything takes a long time to do um but it's enjoyable so the thing is don't expect it to be finished quickly mm. um live on site as close as you can yeah um but 
with a caveat that have somewhere comfortable to live. You don't want to live in a place where it's always dusty, etc. You need to have a place to go to. Um, yeah. A few years ago, we found that it was just taking too long, so we saw a caravan, and you know, and we bought we bought it. Great. And we started. We, that meant that we could come over, stay the evening, and then start working early in the morning, mm. which is a which is a godsend here in Spain in the midsummer when it gets to forty degrees at midday. There's no yeah. way, no way you can do any work. Nice and toasty. It's hard work. It's toasty, uh, but it's too toasty. You just can't mm. do anything, and certainly you can't move, mix cement or mud or fill tires so, and that sort of thing. So, Dave, how how um, if someone was going to do this on uh, a tighter schedule um, and could say utilize more manpower, like say a rugby team, for example, because um, <laughs> I'm guessing you know you, it, it, more more hands on deck it definitely um, speed things up. What what are your kind of maybe a mini digger? I don't. What what kind of your tips and tricks would you say if you were going to do it in a tight schedule and you had a um, you know, a twenty-man team or whatever. What, what, what? How would you do it? One thing I would say: I wouldn't go for the twenty-man team. You have to control it. The, the right. sorry, like doing the tires is probably easy to get a twenty-man team. Get the rugby team in. It's a really enjoyable thing to do. It's very little training. People can learn to thump a tire in less than an hour, and then everyone can do it really quickly. Yeah. So that the main structure you can do very quickly. If you're living on site, plan the people to come along, make sure that sort of food's set up and everything. Um, obviously, be aware that people's um, people aren't going to necessarily want to work as fast as you want them to work. They want to have beer breaks, etc. So that's something to think about. Mm. Um, but once you get past the bit that is just the walls and things where you start needing, needing to do a bit more detailing, you're going to have to cut down on the number of people mm. and – if you want things done your own way, other people aren't going to do that. So you have the, you know, the trade-off. You're going to do the things you want really carefully. Other people are going to come in, get it done. That's it. Uh, get it done, and not necessarily take the detailing into detail. So just think of what you want. The rugby team for the building of the walls is a good idea for water tanks. Um, so yes. Um, if you wanted to do it quicker than that, also live on site or close to on site as you can, and then devote more than one or two days a week to it. Maybe take take you know the two months or three months or whatever to do, and then you'll get a lot done. But right. you do need to rest as well. <laughs> okay, and in terms of um, off the grid, and um, you guys uh, obviously have mo- moved into your your beautiful airship. Um, what what um, does one need to be aware of in terms of the off the grid element? Are you have you got solar and you have got your power and you have got your kind of rain capture for water? How, how's it all working? Well, at the moment um, we've got the solar system. We've got uh, a one point five kilowatt solar array, and we've got five hundred amp hour batteries. We're using this might be quite technical, but we're using about two to two and a half kilowatts of power per day. And we're generating enough to cope with that. Cool. Uh, so that's okay. Now we not we haven't got a washing machine here, so we're 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 not using it. We're probably about fifty percent of what we want to use. So okay. we're okay on that. Rain catching. The roof is designed to catch rain. We're currently bringing in water from 
our old house at the moment drinking water which is filtered and the water that we're collecting off the roof we're just using to do more of the building yeah um, uh, unfortunately it hasn't rained much in the last year and a half here so instead of having eight inches of rain a year we've only had about three inches of rain a year so it's very drought very droughty very right. dry um so we don't flush very often <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah, have you got a compost but, toilet you, no we haven't that? we decided to go for we have got a compost toilet outside the house which we yeah. use but inside the house we decided to go for um normal flushing toilet but the water that we're going to use is the water that we've already used for the shower or for washing up so yeah. we don't actually use any extra water we felt that that was going to be more comfortable for people should they come and stay because people just don't want to go too far and we feel we feel that if you don't look after a compost toilet correctly, it can go wrong. And right. we'd rather not have other people have to do that and have a bad experience, not because of the earthship is bad, but because yeah. the facilities aren't quite what people expect them to be. Okay. Uh, but we have got a compost toilet outside. It's an old chair we found by the side of the road, which we put the loose seat on. <laughs> so it's quite, it's, it's, it's a lovely sort of like seat. Yeah. Uh, um, it's a lovely view. And every, few weeks or every month every couple of months when one fills up we'd dig another hole and move the seat along and then hopefully in six months time to a year we can put a tree in that one and then we carry on carry on like that beautiful and um so um have you guys uh, totally moved out of your your old place now and and you totally no we've, um, we've still got that house uh, there's yeah. still um Things that we've collected over the years are still sitting in in rooms and cupboards over there. So right. when we have more space built here, the next big building we're going to build is the garage, which will then allow us to bring some of the other stuff. Mm. And hopefully we'll sell it. We shall sell that next year sometime. Sounds good. Sounds good. And um, are you guys uh, looking into um, growing, growing your own food and stuff? Yes, shit. The Earthship itself, the, the way the water works is that there's in, inside planters. Mm. So the water that you use for showering and washing the dishes go into the planters. Yeah. So it's an ideal temperature to grow things. At the moment, our planters hasn't got any... Oh, yes, we had two peppers. We've had four peppers yeah. um, and some basil. But we've basically just got house plants at the moment um, because we've got other things that are more important. But we've got about yeah. 10 metres... 10 square meters of growing area inside the earth ship, which means that it doesn't matter what the temperature is outside. They've That's got good. the light and they should grow nicely. So in theory, we should be growing our own tomatoes and cucumbers and peppers all year round. Oh, wow. And as we, as we've got more time, yeah. Um, it, will, it takes about six months for the planter to sort of start uh, behaving correctly. So, Dave, for for the listeners out there who are thinking about uh, building one, um, in terms of like how much how much is going to cost me to build it Earthship? Like, is it is it because I I went to the Brighton Earthship um, in you in the United Kingdom, which is in Brighton, and um, they they said it was quite quite a lot really. Um, is there any way of bringing those costs down? Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts, David? Because I know, you know, some bits you just can't skimp on in terms of, you know, elements you actually, you know, are fundamental for the airship working well. 
years ago, we did an estimate on what would, how much it would cost. We estimate, I estimated that for ten thousand euros, ten thousand pounds, roughly the same, you can build a thirty-five square meter, which is three hundred and fifty square feet Earthship, which yep. will with with a very small solar system, and that yep. should cover just about everything in it. Now, that would be the the detailing in that would obviously at, at the low end you don't have the flash bathroom you don't have the flash flash no no and then the insulation would be the bare minimum insulation so starting at that level yeah so th- but that price doesn't include uh, a the good cork insulation that we bought uh, later so, uh, so sorry what, so I, I, I missed missed the price what was the price okay we estimated about ten thousand euros, okay. ten thousand pounds, thirty-five yeah, yeah. square meters, but that didn't include the cost of the eco insulation. Right. Okay. So if you if you add another five thousand to that, yeah, that would allow you to buy good quality um, FSC insulation. So yes, yeah, so about fifteen thousand for a thirty-five square meter build. Okay, and is that with that's with the glass and and the solar system. Um, yeah, very basic solar system. The so glass, you, you, the wooden you could, frame. You could, in, you know, if you um, if you do your research and um, you reclaim as much as possible, you could you could build a you know a, a, a nice kind of thirty five kind of home for about fifteen k. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That's yeah. cool. Um, that's not including the land of course and it's not including any sort of taxes for p- building permission or anything like that which are okay so of- if if you guys were going to give a rough estimate on um say someone wanted to go purchase a piece of land in spain na- today um you know kind of late 2014 what would your kind of rough um estimate i, I be? can't okay oh. for for rough land just as a rough guide, hmm. land costs about in the middle of nowhere with no water. Land costs about fifty cents per square meter. Right. Yeah. So if you're buying, the thing is the plots are all different sizes. So for for a one hectare plot, you're talking between five and ten thousand euros. Okay. And and how many in in terms of an acre? How many? Not sure how many hectares. A hectare two and a, so two and a half acres, which is yeah. a hectare, you can get for about ten thousand pounds. Okay, so that's quite a quite a um, a large space for for thing, but in the middle of nowhere. If you want to, yeah. uh, I'm guessing if you want it a bit closer and and um, with uh, you know some sort of amenities, but you don't need to, do you? If you build the airship yeah. correctly. But, 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 Sorry, but also that would have that would have no planning permission, so there's no guarantee that you'd be allowed to build on it. Right. So in terms of so, planning permission costs, um, well, you you might you might. I mean, we, we bought the land mm. on the off chance that we would get planning permission. Yeah. In living in the middle of nowhere, so if you were to buy land that has already been approved for building, the price would be could be up to ten times the price of that. Okay, because it's you know it's within the urban zone. Um, I mean, I going back to two thousand and something or other, we were buying, we were looking at some land, and they were charging twelve euros per square meter because it had potential planning permission on it. 
I see. I so see. we're talking one. So we're talking one euro. It's a bit like in England. You can buy. You can go and buy a forest land at something. You know, like a pound a square yeah, meter. Yeah, but with no but permission. You can't do is, anything else with it. Yeah, you, you, can, you can sit in the forest and enjoy it. Um, okay, so, that's that's good. Yeah, you know, so I'm guessing about twenty twenty five is a rough guideline. Um, in, yeah, but it, it all depends where you are. If you're near Malaga, it's going to be more expensive. If it's it's a it's not like the UK where you can go into an estate agent and ask how much is the house worth and yeah. have prices like that. It's and the other thing is if you're wanting to buy, the price yeah. goes up. If you're wanting to sell, <laughs> the price goes down. Purely purely market forces. Right. Um, if you ha- if if you had a hectare of land mm. and someone said I'll give you five thousand for it, you'd go, I can't be bothered to sell it. So Oh, we play hardball yeah. straight away, Dave. They don't. They like suddenly it's ten thousand yeah. or something. All right. Okay. Well, if you, if you, if you're wanting to buy, the price goes up. So I see. Very... I see. I see. Okay. Um, that's that's uh, that's great. So, um, what's 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 the plans now? So, kind of finish off um, everything and and kind of move full time. I'm guessing, Dave and Laura. Um. The plan, yes. Well, the plan is to, because uh, we we still don't have, um, a, you know, running water inside the house at the moment. So that's sort of the the big water tank and running water in the house. That's uh, the next sort of big job that we're going to be concentrating on. Um, we are living here full time though, without oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we still. Yeah, we have we have got a flushing toilet inside, so that is you know the the water is almost there. You guys, <laughs> you lucky guys. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, having said that, it's just so comfortable that we don't care because it's just so lovely living here. That I, um, I can imagine. I mean, the, the, none of the none of the walls are finished. We've got. I can see tires. I can see cans, and you know, it's but it's just so lovely that. Uh, so yeah, the the plan is, I guess, just to work through. Um, it's it's really what what's the next, you know, um, rush or well, not rush job, but the next urgent job, and I guess the next one really on our list is the water tank and running water. Maybe get the kitchen a bit more sorted out, um, and then start building the garage so that we can you know we've got a bit of storage over here so that we can yeah. then put the other up for sale and and really and just live, concentrate yeah. on this place yeah oh, sounds great i mean I, I, we've got we've got quite a bit of of land and i'm i'm sort of itching to get out there and start looking at um you know maybe getting a bit of permaculture going on it and yeah. growing some things but that's oh, I think that's a few years down the line yet I'll, I'll tell you what <laughs> guys um, I, I just interviewed um, a gentleman who who has got a kind of a, a, a food growing TV show um, I, I can't remember which podcast it's only a couple back from this one and um, yeah. he he taught he basically he basically um, highlighted who's the polytunnel expert. Um, now you know you know those big kind of polytunnels. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're 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 amazing for growing food, 
absolutely amazing. And um, a friend of mine, he he was like a guru in himself. He's got a book out and stuff. But he um, he showed me in his polytunnel, and it's just like all this amazing vegetables just grown like year round. Because you've got your whole own bit like what you guys have got within your um, yeah. home. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully the climate. plant will do a bit of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but have have you seen the um, the guy in? I think he's in. He's either in Austria or Switzerland. The permaculture guy, right? Who's growing citrus in the Swiss Alps. That's awesome. I can't think of his name. I'll have to, I'll have to email it. To yeah, you, yeah. It, it's, uh, we saw a little um, a film about his, uh, his land and he's renting this land and he's gradually expanded the amount that he's rented. And he's got, you know, the whole hillside is using water to yeah. reflect the sun up onto, you know, he's got a sort of a big, lake area now that he's created and he's reflecting the sun up so that he can grow citrus (laughs) in the out i mean it's just amazing just really amazing what he's doing up there so yeah well that's that's all uh, in the future i think for us (laughs) awesome awesome like um the another guy another um amazing food grow you should check out is a a gentleman called will allen and uh, will allen is like the, probably one of the best in the world at terms growing food. They use an aquaponic system. So aquaponics yeah. is where you you grow your fish, um, and then with yeah. your vegetables as well. And yeah, you should definitely check this gentleman out. He's he's he's, he's amazing. So um, yeah, you'll yeah, be. Um, yeah. Sorry, go on. We're vegan. We're we're vegan though. So. Oh okay. Cool. Well. <laughs> Poly, I, did into, I did look into aquaponics, um, yeah. but yeah, that sort of, um, I'd have to do it without the fish. <laughs> yeah, or well, maybe just for visuals, but, but it's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's great. But I I just want to say thank you very much, guys, for coming on the show. And um, uh, where where's the best place, um, Laura, to for any of our listeners to, to check your website out? What's the best kind of... Is it um, your website? Yeah, it's yeah, that, yeah. That's the we we're still um, keeping the blog going. So cool. we've, we've done a blog which started out, you know, the very first day of our build. Um, so if you went to our website, um, we're what we're going to probably be doing now is um, uh, putting up more about what it's like living in an earthship apart from all the other building that we're going to have going on there'll, yeah. there'll also be a little bit about life in the earthship on there as well that'd be great so it's, uh, yeah it's, so that's earthship.es so great. nice and easy <laughs> nice and easy, yeah, well, thanks, nice and easy. Thanks, thanks thanks very much it's been really really nice talking to you about about our um our home <laughs> i i think it's beautiful we we'll have to uh Stay in touch and we'll get you back on the show to uh, hear about your uh, new renovations and, and how it's all going. Yeah, okay. Thank you.